A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Hey. Before we get into this week's episode, we have more reviews to read. Yay. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. So, so, so much for your five-star reviews. Um, if you're not aware, if you leave us a five-star review, not only are we extra grateful, we will read it on air, even if it's bad. So thank you <laughs> for leaving them. And here we go. This first review is from Taurus Season. Yes. Uh, and it's entitled, This Episode with the High Five Emoji. Uh, as a Taurus sun, moon, Mercury, and Mars, I really love this focused episode. I'm just starting to learn about astrology, but I look forward to lis- to the listening each week. This is a beautiful podcast because their banter makes it feel like you're just hanging with friends. I found out my boyfriend is also a Taurus sun and moon, Gemini rising. Any advice for all this Taurus energy? Mm. Oh my God, that's so cool. I think you guys, man, go go pillow and blanket shopping yeah get cozy i, like, I, like I was gonna say fucking out yeah, <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing uh i mean you know i think the stereotypes are again like food and all that but like i mean it's the, it's the venus it's pleasure it's actually like you know it's surprise bringing home dessert for each other i don't it's just like those little like gestures of like tokens of venus love i mean also, let it rip yeah it rip. one of the things that my boyfriend and i have really loved um that we just started doing was we started a joint bank account and it's just so Ooh. silly and it's like just a little bit we're not like trying to fucking save for a house or anything but like it's like oh someone put 25 in i guess i better put 25 oh, in it's like, like a goal to with yeah, each it's other real fun yeah. uh, I, I, I like doing that i have a credit card with my boo and it's so fun when we like go out to eat because we used to do the whole like you Venmo each other yeah, yeah. we just got sick of Venmo each other 
Um, and whenever you time, like, you know, when it's like the bill and he'll put be it like, on the card, put it on my, put it on my card. And I'm like, you shouldn't. And it's like, I'm going <laughs> to have this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Money, money, sex, love. Me food. and my boyfriend are both fire signs and terrible with money. <laughs> 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 but good for you, Taurus. Yes. Season. Um, let's see. This is pop and pod by being celestial 13. Uh, I absolutely love these sassy, fun women. One of my favorite parts of my day is tuning in. I've learned so much. Also, things I don't understand were made clear. Love you, ladies. And then Pisces with little asterisk symbols around it. I love that little Pisces sign. Like, and Pisces just floats away into the (laughs) abyss. Here's my review. Bye. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yes. Thank thank you. you. You are celestial. Um, Your next review comes from Amanda Spy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I burped. Oh, I, it was because I burped. It wasn't because I can't read. Um, <laughs> but both. Uh, uh, love from a spicy Capricorn. Uh, 1-800-I-LOVE-THIS-PODCAST. Thanks to Julia, Stevie, and Lisa, I find myself asking mere strangers for their birth time and location so I can form a snap <laughs> judgment about their moral character upon first meeting. The mailman, the lady at the DMV, the lady who I met in the grocery store that had the letter C-H-E-R painted on her fingernails. Such a tourist. Whoa. You name it. Even though I don't really identify with my big three, Capricorn, Virgo, Virgo, because I cry all the time, and if I could never work another day in my life, I wouldn't, I've learned that the rest of my natal chart explains the way I feel, or at least provides me with some explanation as to why I'm such a mess of a human being. 11 out of 10 would recommend. Well, you don't seem like a mess. I yeah. do hope you keep making snap judgments on people. I really do. Yes. You, I, from your big three, I have a no doubt that you will. <laughs> well, spicy also, cat. Well, the spicy too makes me, it's since you mentioned like learning more about your chart, understands why maybe there's other elements at play. It's like the spicy is like, are you in firehouses? Like I got to uh, I'm already the allure, the mystery, mm. of course. Mm. Leave us wanting more. That's the spiciest of all. <laughs> uh, this next re- review comes from someone whose username is just like a bunch of letters together so i'm not even going to attempt but it is entitled y'all awesome uh so i just discovered this awesome podcast with these wonderful people and not only are they hilarious they know their stuff i like this podcast because there are times when i have such a difficult time explaining stuff like degrees aspects etc and these folks give me the proper language to use in undergrad, I had a friend with my exact birthday, and she recently asked me why we had different moons. She's an Aries sun, Gemini rising, Scorpio moon. I'm an Aries sun, Sag rising, and Sag moon. And I was able to explain it to her thanks to this podcast. I just started listening, so maybe this episode exists. But can y'all do an episode on double signs, like same moon rising, etc.? I want to know what this means since I am one. And it's all about me as an Aries. Anyways, listen to this, everyone. All, that was all in. Anyway, listen to this, everyone, in all caps. Wow. Uh, thank you so oh, much, yeah. letters all together. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do like a Stellium Z episode. Yeah. That yeah. would be really fun. I think that's also a good idea. A lot of We get a lot of questions about specifically like same sun, same yeah. moon. We've had guests on who are who are the same and, and Lisa is the same. And I'm that, you know, we've got we've got them. So I'm a there's lot definitely of the same. A, there's a demand, a double demand. And so. yeah. And I think as we like since if you know, like we're doing like a lot of the like, foundational tools. And I think um, there's no reason why we wouldn't get into the more specifics. Mm-hmm. Also, too, if I think if you go back and listen to the, the episodes of each sign too, we go over each placement we too. To Aries yet. We did Aries. Yeah, we did Aries. Oh. <laughs> it was I, don't, I don't know where I, I mean, am. I mean, that was, that was in the... It was, it was in March. That was in the new... The, the Astro New Year a billion eons ago. 
Um, I have literally cannot stop and I will not stop by Morgan underscore Krupp times three. Are you related to Aaron Krupp? He's one of my favorite people of all time. Anyways, I'm not a podcast kind of gal, but I seriously cannot stop listening to this, especially when I drive. It feels like I have friends in the car. We're all laughing and having a good time. Lisa, Stevie, and Julia are honestly my fave people. Heart, 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 heart. Oh, all right. I'll take it. Thank you. All right. The next review comes from MySpace Riley. Ooh, MySpace, huh? Oh, my God. That's um, cool. It's titled Five Stars with uh, with Four Zs. I love you guys, and I'm eagerly awaiting the Gemini podcast. Well, it it's has already arrived. Thank you for continuing. Thank you for still listening. <laughs> you were waiting. <laughs> also, big Q. I have an empty fifth house and an empty seventh house, and I know fifth is Riley of children and seventh partnerships. So I'm like worried I won't have kids slash get married. <laughs> Hope I'm off, but if you guys could share your insight, it would make my whole Gemini life. Um, I think you meant house of children. Um, well, as you know, everyone who has an f- empty fifth house and seventh house <laughs> will never, ever get married and never, <laughs> ever, ever have children. It's the only it's the one law. rule it's the of, curse of the empty house. <laughs> yes. no, no, as you know, there are no such things as empty houses because if there is a sign in it, there isn't just because you don't have a planet there does not mean that that is not still part of your chart and that tra- planets won't be currently transiting them or that it's not still the energy of that sign. We have all 12 signs in our chart uh you know how those things are at play differs depending on on everybody's individual things but no that absolutely doesn't mean i also have those houses empty and isn't ninth the other one that's also relational ninth is like higher learning and philosophy and travel there's one of them that's considered to be a part of the trio um but i've had i have them all empty and i have a very full life so i think you're gonna be okay i would i would just look at um you know what house placements those are and maybe if like those things with commitment and relationship haven't been um going your way I, I'm, I'm looking at the symbology of those signs like if you've been dating maybe like the opposite that that's a place to look for where to date like a lot of times people end up being with the person that's their seventh house placement or what have you Trying but to fill you up there. yeah but i don't think you know it's not a like a death sentence no so like all. click all those little extras and asteroids and stuff yeah. on astro.com because something's bound to be in there totally yeah. and even if it's not again there's no such thing as an empty house yeah. so even if there isn't a planet there it's not a thing so yeah. you are not doomed by any any means uh and thank you again, everybody, for your reviews. Yeah. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Logan. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the electrical access of this podcast. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. 
we were just trying something different. That was that was for Stevie. Um, <laughs> we, it was for all of it us. It was for all of us. Let's not <laughs> we, let's know, not kid. We heard your reviews and uh we, we delivered all, you, they demanded <laughs> we heard the demand for baby voices <laughs> and uh and one stitch. Yeah and one <laughs> stitch. Two babies, one I did stitch. Go for a monster animal sound. <laughs> Two babies. <On> bread. <laughs> <laughs> Two babies, one stitch in a pizza place. Hell yeah. Do you have I'd any like because you can do stitch, it sounds like. Well, I, it's just a voice that I learned as a child. I don't mm-hmm. know if I don't know if I knew it was stitch ever, mm-hmm. but until you it said it, it became that. It was something else before that because I feel like every not not I don't want to be like everybody has that voice. <laughs> yeah, but that's no, like you a, kind of do. It's yeah. like that's like a kid a kid voice you figure out how to do, um, and like like I don't know like southern accents. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's like another like kind of voice that you like. Well, it's almost like doing like Donald Duck or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's like once you know it, you can fuck it up. I can do all of them. Or not Donald Duck. <laughs> Who am I thinking? Daffy, Daffy Duck. Duck. Like, I think he's, he's like that <laughs> was the one I did. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> I don't think. Did you ever have any baby impressions you could do? Like, oh yeah, I'm actually. Re- it's like I'm pretty good at impressions and sounds and accents and voices and all that stuff but i'm very insecure or i'm very like uh not weird about it but mm. like but when the time comes it's like it's yeah i don't I, it's like a weird thing on the spot but i'm like really good at it you had like you could do some there's yeah. some there's some in there i've never figured out a way to like do that my mom well my mom tells a story all the time that like when i was a kid i never made like i never made like woof woof sounds or like <laughs> Cat, I like made a real animal sound. Oh my god! Like that kind of like you were realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean that was a pig. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I oh I got that was a good one. I kind of relate in terms, and you you'll like this, Julia. Like horses, because I feel like horses get like the fake animal sound for horses is always like neigh, and it's like come on, come. (laughs) You gotta like it's like a guttural little. I used to get so mad. I have a very vivid memory, um, Sarah Fisk. If you're listening, um, I remember like, you know, you'd like go to and you'd like watch movies. We would like watch uh, Disney movies there, and I remember like sh- we would all do the impressions, and I would be like doing the impression. It would be like in my mind, maybe it was I don't know as a child, uh, but like in my mind, I would be like it's like this, and then Sarah or someone else. Any, I'm just remembering Sarah Fisk, but this is like anybody. <laughs> they would do it, and they'd be like, oh, I'm doing it. I'm sounding just like this too, and I'd be like. Oh my god, you are not doing this right. I'd be like, that was a terrible. That's not the impression. It would be like that kind of. Oh my god, that's so weird. Okay, you just triggered two hardcore memories of like being a fucking annoying kid for me. And it was I when I was a kid. I remember like you know this noise. Hang on, can I dip? Yes. It's like sorry, everyone with headphones. (laughs) This is the ASMR portion. I can't. Really, I used to be able. Where you put a bubble on the side and it makes that squeak sound. Yeah. I would do that like nonstop in class, and then finally, maybe like a month into like third grade, I feel like it's like Michael Bolinsky turned around. He's like, "We can hear you," because I thought it was inside my brain. Like I didn't think it was making an out- external. <laughs> so funny. I thought like only I could hear that. <laughs> I also had the same issue when I got the Space Jam cassette for Christmas, and I put I got my my first Walkman, and I was like. I know he's canceled, but I was singing like, I believe I can fly. Woo. And just like singing myself. And like my mom had to come down and be like, just because you have the headphones, yes. like we can hear you. I, I think you think you're in a like a silencer goes on your mouth. And I was I really like my baby brain could not understand. Like 
that if my ears were closed off like that other people could still hear it which is i was a really dumb kid, I, did that, I, I did that once in a in a uh like a record store not a record that sounds cool but like it was like a borders <laughs> in this do you remember when old. you could listen to like mm-hmm. you could listen to oh, samples and yeah. you put the headphones on i remember doing that in a store uh-huh. and then like realizing that i was singing and being like oh I used to sing without headphones on a lot and people <laughs> fucking hated it. People would say the meanest things. And I'm like, you're, I'm a kid. I'm like, I, I'm allowed to sing. But now that I bartend, when people fucking whistle along to music, I'm uh, like, I can't fucking, you gotta stop. Yep. But you can't tell them to stop. So you, I just have to like, <sighs> I've told you this. My big, I think people singing under their breath off key is like, <laughs> if I ever, I mean, Go off, queen. Go off, queen. <laughs> I can't. I, I mean, it's truly, it's like one of the worst sounds. It may, might be the worst sound and people do it all the time and you're just like sitting there and you can't like, it's, it's you can't like yell at someone yeah. to do it. It's the same thing as like if someone has but like. people did to me. So I'm like, I don't know why I have such a fucking mm. chip on my shoulder about me. Well, like, because, you, because you know, it's like they're just doing it. You don't want to tell someone that's just enjoying themselves like, hey, stop enjoying. Yeah. Hey, you know that thing that you're maybe not even conscious that you're doing it like mm-hmm. hurts my ears, but it's not. You don't want someone to feel like there's something inherently wrong with them because they don't have good pitch. Yeah. But like, oh my God. It because it also doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like, it's like, don't you hear, don't you know? Oh, it doesn't even when people whistle along to songs at the bar, I'm like, what I just don't understand why. Because it's not it's not like that's not a sound of I, I don't know. Is I know that something I, you do when you're alone? I'm anti whistling. By yourself? Yeah. Ooh, I, you, I'm scared. <laughs> She's yeah. I'm terrified. I can't whistle, so I judge those who do. And I think there is, and maybe it's like horror movies. I think whistling has been associated with like being creepy. Right? I just can't yeah. imagine sitting alone at a bar and whistling along to this. I would music. not whistle at a bar, just like while you work or something, right? But yeah, that's what I'm. So you work. I'm working, and they're not. And yeah. it's like I, I would like to sing, but you are here. Yes. No. Yeah. I. I'm a- I'm anti I'm anti the whistle. Hey guys, don't just don't bother people. That's like the main thing. <laughs> yes. Don't that's the whole podcast well, that we've made. Or, I do, or think, do you mind? I do think there is something so funny though about this because okay, no, let me say the opposite though. I also think that people who sing out loud like really well are I think that's the funniest, but also like just, the worst thing in the world. I like when like there's I'm thinking of several specific people when it's like when we're in a like car sing along situation when someone like really fucking goes for it uh-huh. like uh <laughs> oh, I love that I'm on board for that but I think there's okay now are you talking about someone who's like singing full voice loud or someone who's like hiding their beautiful voice like they're I love that's what I, I have a friend who really I hope she's not listening but she doesn't sing on key but I it doesn't bother me at all like yeah it's like she sings loud and off key and like other we have other friends that are like oh I can't take this and I'm like, I think it's great I was having a good time. I like the secret hiding their beautiful. I just heard a beautiful voice man in Popeyes the other day. Also, I'm in the Popeyes in Hollywood. So in my mind, I'm like, this guy is trying to like 
He's waiting for that Capitol Records exec to like walk in and be like, I'm sorry, can you, was that, was that you singing? <laughs> yes. That I don't like. <laughs> was, no, that's what I'm talking about. So I have a vivid memory. I'm sure she's not listening, but I was, it was a friend of a friend. We're going to we get some new reviews. A, we were on a car ride together and this is what, okay, this, maybe this will clarify the, the example. Maybe my description of it isn't as good because I feel like this. Uh, we are listening to the Con- Kanye West song "Stronger," not a real vocal song. Yeah, and you know the Daft Punk sample that's like "Work it harder, make it better." Yeah. Okay, she sang along to that, but she was like "Harder, better, faster, stronger." Oh my I can't, even, I can't even finish it without laughing. Wow. And I was like, okay. You don't have to be a good singer all the time. Like, yeah, do the part. The part is robot. Yeah, it's robot voice. <laughs> Again, it's like you're doing a bad impression. That's not what the impression is that we're doing. Oh my we're god, we're doing like a good impression of this song. That's like when I I went to karaoke once in Nashville, and oh wow, I mean, L. Lake. I haven't seen it as much in L. A. Depends on the karaoke spot, but Nashville, they like pick serious. So, like Siri, they're like I think they're recording their like demos while they do. It. Like yeah, I feel like it's can. like getting like a free mic. Time There's literally or something. country songs about being but discovered it, at a karaoke. It's bar. very competitive. It was very like not, and it was just like the antithesis of like drunk fun karaoke where you like it's your chance to like primarily scream out to the world, and you're like picking like a B side Counting Crows. Like get the, get the well, Julia's like you're picking a, the wrong. Yeah, I'm like crow, if you're yeah. picking a B side Counting Crows oh, song. Oh. I mean. T- <laughs> Sorry, come at us if you've been in this Nashville bar. We'll be down there rocking to the B-sides. Uh, I feel like I mention this every pod. Have I talked to you guys about the angry guy who yells at the trumpet player on YouTube? Yes. Okay. We talked about it with the bagel boss, I think. Yes, with the bagel boss. But I every time I, th- I just think of that man yelling at the trumpet player who's not good and just saying, you know, honest. An honest respects the silence of the craft, the moments of suspension. <laughs> I spent years at Tish and like he's just like this like angry tiny New York man just yelling but also I'm like oh, New York New York where you get to play the trumpet outside I feel like this is like <laughs> this is the space but I guess it probably depends on the day you're having too. yeah and you know? like if it's right outside your house I know I mean things that happen right outside my house I'm like I would put up with this elsewhere, but not yeah here. oh yeah I mean things outside your house that's what made me start when I go see an apartment. I will always go back at night and ah. just like and just like creepy. I know. But if, if there's the option, like if it's an unlock, unlocked apartment or whatever, I always want to see it in the day and I always want to see it at night. If you you know, if you have the resource, sometimes you're in a pinch because I just like to sit and be like, OK, is our do we got dogs? Is it like uh, loud music? If you can just go check out the neighborhood at night just to see the Yeah, I always try to see day and night. Yep, yep. <laughs> is the, um, the lonely stoner trying to free your mind at night. Okay. Um. There's. Did, you, did either of you see that Zac Efron movie, the DJ one? We are your friends. No. Mm. Okay. Well, spoilers ahead. Oh shit! <laughs> I never heard a, of this movie. Um. Oh my god. Okay. Well, it's like bad, but not that bad. Okay. It's like a fun bad. Um. But. He is an aspiring DJ and like, spoiler alert, he pulls sounds from actual life around to make 
to make the <laughs> good DJ sounds. But I was like, if that was in my neighborhood, speaking of the sounds, there's like a guy that coughs behind our apartment building <laughs> really loud <laughs> every morning. And I we can't decide what's worse is like the coughing or if there's not coughing because every time we like don't hear him for a few days, it's like, did that guy die? Yeah, like, you miss him. Because it's like a hacking. I mean, yeah. it sounds is it on a, bad. Is it at a certain time? It's like never too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always like 9 30 10 30 it's like a little cuckoo clock yeah and it's i mean it's like a sunday morning uh-huh. you know we're trying to like lay in bed relax and it's just like like bad I, but so my zach afron song would be that guy and then there's a tamales guy that uh has like a bicycle horn like a like that uh-huh. you know and then is always like tamales <laughs> Tamales. Oh, this is the, sa- the and songs. And I'm like, hell yeah! If I if I were that Zac Efron DJ, that would be like the Ooh. drop, like right before the beat drop. You hear that guy like hacking cough. I don't think I ever brought the- when we first started the pod. I just moved into a new apartment in Cape Town. We met not far away in that coffee shop, Julia. But there was this guy every Sunday. Never talk about the somebody guy. Mm-mm. Okay, every Sunday at like maybe like seven a seven eight a.m. Right outside my window, I would just hear. Somebody, somebody, and then he would say something in Spanish that sounds like, like El Regalo, somebody, and he would do this all while loading up various old people to go to like get in this church van. So he that was the call to like wake them up, but it was a weird chanting somebody song and it was every sunday morning and then i just see like well-dressed old people like shuffle into a like he would just shuffle them but he always wore like sweaty gray stretched out over his like big he had like big boobies and big belt like he was just like he was like a stretch shirt sweaty like butt crack showing plumber plumber at like when you not to stereotype the plumbers out there but when you google a cartoon i mean yeah Pull up your pants. <laughs> I know the plumbers union is about to go hard on us right yeah. now for, for this brash stereotype. Mike Diamond is a sponsor, so I don't know. Yeah. That might be is that a local rep? Uh, but somebody. And I missed it. I that was like it was one of those sounds where it wasn't annoying. It was like, ah, it's Sunday again. Mm-hmm. The somebody's are ringing. I, I love you, man. I wonder if it's like a church song. It was just so or like a I don't know. It was weird because it just didn't go anywhere. It was just somebody, somebody. Maybe you just forgot the words to All Star. It almost felt like he was. <laughs> it almost felt like he was filling in words with one word. Now that you say it, where you just somebody, like somebody, 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 somebody. Water out of my mouth. Okay, not to be not to be a YouTube freak, but have you ever watched the the Smash Mouth some? Some all star, the, the one where, where it's the world is a vampire. <laughs> no, where it's just seen it. where it's every smash mouth, where it's every word is just it's the same oh, sentence, but yes. every word is in a different order. It's just a real cool brain mind trick where you're like filling the gaps hearing it, like you know what it is, but they're saying like grow, never shine if you not will, will, and it's like, oh, and it's like. Yeah, they got it, you. It, they got the YouTube. The YouTube Dark Lords got me in the Black Lodge, but just came to mind. I Huge Smash Mouth fan, so I will check it out. Are you? Mm. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
They're all right. They're they, fine. Like, I don't know. I just tell people that because I hate when they ask what's your favorite band and it puts a full stop to the question. So mm. it's like yeah. hey, a very easy answer. Smash Mouth slaps. They're good. I mean, they, they're they still funny on Twitter. Uh, they filled a hole in pop culture. Like, they just, they did their own thing. And also, I mean, Shrek, clean it up. Yeah. I mean, I that's also the same thing I do when people ask what my stand-up's about. I just say, uh, I only talk about women's rights and people stop asking questions. And they're, they're like, just like, oh, I'm not interested. Like, like, ew, great. boring. Excellent. Perfect. I was talking about Smash Mouth's rights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a Smash Mouth rights lawyer because Smash Mouths have rights to All Star 2020. I wish Ooh. I don't I don't agree with this now, but when I was a kid in in Mexico, I went like did the dolphin thing where you hold on to the dolphins and I know they're tortured. Now I know they're tortured, so don't do it now, but back when I did it, it was like a good solid like I think it was like 4 or 5 years after Smash Mouth have already the all-star has come out but at this point in mexico i feel like pop culture was just enough behind where every time you went to a bar anytime you went here it's like it was just like all-star 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 and they set my dolphin video to all-star as i'm like hanging on the back and was like and just making that like ugly face where you're getting that whistle part (laughs) 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 i've tried to learn how to whistle i can't do it (laughs) i didn't realize that was you that was me trying I can't do it. I can't do it. Since. Well, I want to go on one of those, uh, which is probably also bad for the environment, but those uh, jets that you pack so yes. that you fly on the water. Oh, my God. I want like, so yes. sick. I want to do that it, so it, bad. It looks so cool. You can, buy a gr- you can buy a group on. on. I want to do it. We got it. Fo- That's so funny. Oh, my God. Just like <laughs> promo vids. Like, what's your song? <laughs> set, set to all-star. Smash Mouth, get at us. Please give us the rights. Oh, my God. I'm like, sure that I, would love that I feel like we could go fund me that I'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> our, our things our or cause. if you like run a jetpack company oh we us. should yeah that could be a sponsor our only <laughs> we should make a I'm, like, I'm literally writing this out jetpack oh I can't I have to stop like shark tank business ideas <laughs> on these things but there should be like a, a registry or like a dating profile where you can like meet up with people that would be willing to like do dumb shit with me dot org yeah or like or like whenever we're like hey at us like if you are an uh the us that would be willing to be added you should be on some kind of like registry that we could be like oh jetpack like a jetpack company oh, that's yeah. like not obviously not looking like, for advertising yes or even just like hey well yeah i guess it would be i was thinking just social media but it would be something this probably but this exists is to, this is to connect people and actually do the thing yes I like that. I mean, I just jotted down jetpack water trip with the girls. <laughs> so well, we're well, doing it. If, if you write paper, it, if you write make it, those connections. Send, send text to self. Oh, oh yeah. Um, speaking of faded connections. Oh, man. Uh, this week we are talking about something that I don't know if has come up. I feel like it has come up on the podcast, but well, I don't I don't. I think like we've talked about it just because I feel like it's kind of a thing that you just kind of like I've heard of it and I kind of known it. And I know we talked a bit of like in charts and, and things like that, but I, don't, I guess I don't think we've ever like had a proper chat, a proper sit down and yeah. a proper chat. Well, today we're talking about the vertex. Yeah. yeah. Which sounds like I know. A, a amusement park ride. Oh, is. I was going to say like, sir, I think I get like, all I see is cervix. Huh? I go sexual. I go 100% sexual. I see it like, Latex, cervix. I don't know. It maybe just I go vortex. 
Vortex. Oh yeah, Vortex. Yeah. Vortex is the popular spell correct on this on this mob. Um, and also, I was I was seeing if any um, astrology podcasts of any kind even talked about Vortex, and it was hard to find. And also, it seems like it's a kind of maybe debated. Uh, oh yeah, this is little thing. This is definitely a like t- take this with a grain of salt kind of thing. This is something that uh, some astrologers don't use at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Sabian symbols and. Um, a similar thing where it's like and asteroids yeah. too where it's like some people are like all about it and love it it's a more esoteric a- uh, element in astrology uh, and some people are like no it's not real who cares mm-hmm. it's not a thing I mean it wasn't dis- it wasn't uh, uh, what's the word like theorized until the 30s and 40s so it's like a new yeah and I think when anything's like a point or, you know, like it's not, it's, it's theoretical. theoretical. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 I think it's like, take it. Oh shit. shit right by the mic. I don't know why I didn't think that was going to be <laughs> Get Crack that black cherry Soleil, baby. baby. Oh yeah, right. She's so, drinking beers. She's getting fucked up. I'm kidding. She actually, just, she actually just shotgunned a, a natty light. <laughs> Cause then when, when she heard, when she heard a hypothetical point, just the beers started cracking. <laughs> it's yeah. like, how do we even dive in? Yeah, I saw I saw people saying, like, people either think this is, like, a piece of shit doesn't exist or it's the most important thing in your fucking life. But I was like, I'm surprised I didn't see much about it no, not caring about it. I don't know. I thought I would have seen maybe since everyone said so many people do or do not use this. It's it's down the middle. I, I thought it maybe be like, why your vertex doesn't matter or why this? And like, I didn't really see it. And maybe it's just because they actually just don't care and like move well, on dot com. This is one of those things that you absolutely need to have a, a birth time for. So I think that also like mm-hmm. narrows down who's going to be interested in it. And it's something that it's like an extra. This is an additional thing that you have to do on birth charts. So you don't you, it's not like something that you've like seen. Even I feel like Chiron is something something that's t- often listed mm-hmm. on on a birth chart whether or it's you like the first option to click yeah, yeah exactly whether you like want it or not so it is like oh well what's this other symbol that were vertex because you can uh, i mean and cuz yeah you have to have a birth cuz it's theoretical it's like your ascendant um or midheaven it's the same thing you have to have birth time or else you can't look at it so even that i think cuts down who would be interested in it to like more astrologers, astrology enthusiasts, um, people who have done, who are already reading about more, more esoteric things that can then have their own opinions about it. So it's not like, uh, it's not like someone just like off the street is going to ask you about their vertex as opposed to like Mercury retrograde or something. Totally. It's a third um, axis too, mm-hmm. much like the ascendant, descendant axis and the MCIC. So it has the other side. Or yeah. Anti-vertex. So, vertex. so what a vertex is literally is it's a theoretical point. Um, this is where the ecliptic and the, uh, where the ecliptic crosses the like f- front back axis of your chart. Mm-hmm. So the, the ascendant is where the ecliptic crosses the horizon line and your midheaven and I see are where it crosses like the north south so east west midheaven i see is north south uh but vertex is where that thing crosses like the 
inside of your head, like interior view versus exterior view. So it's not like up and down. It's like, oh, if we were splitting it open like a cell and now you can see inside and see the nucleus and that. So it's like not, we don't look at our natal charts. It makes sense why this wasn't an initial axis because we don't look at our natal charts in a 3D model like that. So the idea of thinking of splitting it that way, you really have to be thinking about the chart as like, an actual globe yeah like you have to like unflat earth your chart yes (laughs) which when you look up like vert like if you google i would i would say start even with even just google imaging vertex because i think what julia just explained was like maybe the clearest way you can explain it without looking at something like this uh it really does like I i just never thought of a chart as a dimensional like i know that sounds like what lady but like literally like literally a dimensional thing so it was thinking of like that it's grouped in with these other access points that i find important made me go even though i've never really thought much of the vertex before it's like but i find a lot of importance in your ascendant and descendant your midheaven your icy like these are things that like in the chart i feel like do play a heavy role so i'm like intrigued with this vertex and the weird i think it's weird that the other part is called the anti-vertex but like i don't know maybe it's because there's nothing else in the chart that's like has such a like i don't know it feels so sciencey in a way where it's like and this is the anti-vertex it's like oh yeah you just put well, the, uh, it's more modern and i yeah. think also you know um it's always a nice reminder that these axes and houses and stuff are the man-made parts so this is like our way of interpreting the stars this is not there is no like yeah there's planetary movement involved and such but but it is not to the extent of um you know the orbital path and stuff the way the sun moves the way yes so it's not going to move on to the left hand side of your chart it'll always be on the eastern side or is that the eastern side the western side it'll always be on the western side it'll always be on the right right hand it will always since it's always on that side it will usually fall between your fifth and eighth houses so Mm -hmm. yeah you're not going to have uh, a 10th uh, a house <laughs> vertex mm-hmm. or anything. You can have a progressed vertex like in a progressed chart, but it still will always be on the same side of the chart. It will change between those houses, but never, f- never further than the eighth or lower than the fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I mean, vertex is like, it's cool. Cause it's like, I think when it goes with stuff, but like I saw a lot of places saying like, and this was like the same language I was seeing over and over. It's like, it's like a secondary ascendant descendant, which I've just mentioned, but it's like those things I feel like that are a touch, um, just beyond like, uh, I don't know, like reason or something. Like, it's just like this. I mean, I think the main keywords we saw a lot were faded soulmates was like the big keywords that you'd see over and over again, which is interesting. Like, I think the parts that weren't as romantic were more intriguing to me, but I also was like, oh, well, this is, if that's been something that's been up your alley and you've been like, who the fuck should I date? Like, I mean, this could be an interesting place to look if you're like at at the end of your rope, you know? I think the vertex, so we talked about what it literally is, what it figuratively and symbolically is, Mm -hmm. is about faded meetings, um, things. One of the big things, things is that it's things that are also like outside of your control right so i don't know necessarily if looking to your vertex 
um, for like relationship things, I think maybe, maybe it's helpful, but I think it's more, um, a lot of the things were more like if there's someone, if you have like continue to meet someone with the same birthday over and over again, that's something that might be a vertex mm-hmm. thing. Or if things looking to the house placement and the sign to see like, Oh, when I, when I take chances in this area or good things seem to happen when I do blank, when I'm uh, creative, good things happen to me through coworkers. That's like very sixth housey. Whenever I make a new friend uh, or like all of these big things that have happened in my life were because of a friend who introduced me to a thing. Like it's those things that we can't plan out, but we can then contextualize and say like, Oh wow, that's interesting. So if I ever get like a hunch, in a in a work situation i know oh this has done me well or whatever yeah which is what i guess like the only like not anti but thing that like where astrologers might not care as much is because since these are in your mainly fifth sixth seventh eighth, i saw some say like ninth house as well a lot of these are houses that are like connections with other people so other people so it's kind of like oh is is this vertex or is this like the nature of the houses I don't know. I like fun. I like having fun. Yeah. So I'm like, keep the more, the more stuff you want to give me, the better. I love, like, give me all your vertexes. And also like, reading about my vertex was enlightening. It was very surprising. Uh, only cause I have like no placements in Sagittarius. So I w- kind of felt like, ah, hurrah. Like I found, and I know we have everything in our chart and you know, all that, but like a placement wise, nada. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like, and just like reading about like thinking of these modalities of things that like maybe I think it goes again with like, no, I guess with the node stuff of like this kind of soul feeling and purpose. And like, I think the anti-vertex kind of goes into like where your blinders might be like, or where like you might get like end up being distracted and maybe letting the universe kind of go full force with those cosmic life faded connections. If you, cause if you keep like for me, if I keep just distracting myself with Gemini fun, willy this, which is very easy for me to get distracted by, I might be missing bigger opportunities to learn and bigger opportunities for bigger pictures. So like that was like an interesting, I've just never had that read anywhere in my chart before. So I thought, Oh, at the very least, whether you believe in this or not, it might just point you to a new placement that, just shape shape shifts the way your chart interacts with each other regardless. Well, something that, um, uh, Lynn Coiner is an astrologer and she talked about this, like an esoteric astrology thing, which I like had to stop myself from going too deep down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was reading the whole thing, but that idea of like the ray that you're projecting. So it's a, a similar idea to North and South node thing where it's like, here's some, here are things that you need to kind of, be better at this lifetime or here's some lessons that you need to learn Here's skills to develop. Mm -hmm. So you are like the anti vertex would be like representing you, your energies. And then the vertex being kind of what's being, what you're calling in to teach you those lessons. Uh. So it's like my, my, I have Libra anti Aries, um, vertex. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, and my North node and South node happen to be also uh, South node, Libra, North node, Aries. Damn. But, and it's, and my vertex is conjunct Jupiter. Oh, in my seventh house. Wow. That's a lot. I'm like, I'm, I'm very pro vertex, uh, <laughs> but, but that idea of like, Oh, my Libra rising. Yeah. Calls in 
this thing because my area and it's, so it also works for me on my ascendant descendant axis too. Mm-hmm. So here maybe again is like an argument. Is that, is it a vertex or is it all of those other things that yeah. I just said too? Who right. knows? But it is these ideas of calling in this thing that I actually do, am needing to develop and learn and provides me with expansion and good, you know. Well, yeah. Another thing that she says, um, and you can go on her website. She also, it's lynncoiner.com. She also lists all of the signs that your vertex can be in and how they might manifest. But another thing that she says is that, um, you know, when things are favorable, like when you have those favorable aspects, you're drawn to the sign of your vertex. And when it's afflicted, you have problems with it. And I think that's also an interesting like way to view it where it's like, if you're having a bad day, those fucking faded things might be really difficult. Like if like, Oh, you're having a bad day at work and like, you're like, friend from childhood happens to walk in you're like oh i don't want you to see me like this like mm-hmm. you know and then but it's like if you're having a great day it's beautiful it's like it's yeah. interesting it's how those like faded connections can feel like oh yeah i don't know i love that because it is that and this is something that i feel like we do this with astrology in general but all kinds of different things of just like the idea of like uh, your spirituality isn't anything if it can't sit with you during a dip, like everything. Right. It's easy to have faith when things are going well and you know, all of those kinds of statements, but those ideas of like, you know, those days when you stub your toe and then you spill and you're like, Oh, I can't believe this, this next thing. It is that stuff of like, Oh yeah, that's also a lesson and mm-hmm. asking you to do the same thing, like still do those same things. Ugh. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard to like sit there and recalibrate and be like, I'm still grateful, even though I'm having a fucking horrible day. Like you do have to still do that. Well, even like the like symbology Latin style, just talking about like, oh, like it's to turn. It's to pivot. It's like, but it's like to like lean in, you know, like it's it's like it's not to turn away. It's to turn inward. And it's all about like unlocking basically. I mean, it's really portal-y if you think about it. It's very like. If you can hit, I, I imagine it's like hitting next level steps in like TM or something where it's like, oh, I literally like leveled, like I leveled up and I'm getting closer to this mission, like almost like a Herculean mission, if if you will, where it's like, it's just pointing you more towards a destined, I don't know, I was talking a lot about past lives today. I'm just like the trippy like gates of destiny minds, like I'm like so there and it's like, those things that like hide in your chart or maybe that are right all up in your face in your chart are just like when something comes back and like smacks it full face, it's just like, <sighs> it's just so trippy. I love the mythology of this. This is from Kim Falconer and um, I'll give you the like spark notes of it, but uh, the vertex comes from uh, the Roman God Vertumnus uh, and he was like a lesser garden, like, garden boy god uh, Mm -hmm. and he had the ability to change himself into different things and he had his eye on this goddess pomona and she like worked in a farm area like a tree an orchard Uh whatever and he would like walk by but since he could change himself he like turned himself into all of these different things a soldier a fisherman a whatever old lady was one (laughs) finally the old lady all of these so he would like she would like get him into the garden but she only had eyes for her trees so she would never notice who was walking by until he became this turned himself into an old woman who was like oh let me come talk to you can i talk to you about your trees like oh these trees are so beautiful and she was like oh yeah 
yeah, come in. And while they were talking, the old woman was like, oh, you're like not in a relationship. And she's like, no, man, I'm just like focused on these trees. <laughs> Don't have time. And she's like, the old woman who remember is like the God in disguise was like, oh my God, but it's like so sad. And like, I knew this guy once who like, he distracted himself and never fell in love. And then he killed himself or something like, like uh-huh. you don't, don't let that fate come to you. And she's like, nah, I'm fine. And this God's like, Oh God, like she's like not getting the hint. So then he turned himself back into himself. But like when the change happened, the goddess Pomona was like, so taken aback and like saw him the sun was behind him and she was like oh my god like this suitor he is naked yeah he's yeah and she was like oh my god this suitor has just like appeared before me it's fate it's destiny and so like and then they lived happily ever after but the point of the story being like to her it was this like oh like the clouds opened up and the god just appeared but to him he's like i'd been coming at you in all of these different ways trying everything and then finally you just the right time at the right place right time you had i caught you at in the right light Whoa. and that's the thing so it's like again is it faded or is it all of these other things conspiring and then it's just like a timing thing where it's like we couldn't you couldn't have known that that would that would be the that changing at that light and everything would be how you got her but you did it and it and you got her so isn't that just as faded and kind of destined Whoa. And also it's just like like even more with like whatever will be will be and like what happen what needs to happen when it happens is just like not even like her catching him in the right moment, but him deciding like, well, I can't just keep faking it because that's not working. So I time to like snap and switch back to be who I am. And like who being who you are when it lines up with that perfect timing is going to be enough and is going to be like you have to just keep doing be you boo and maybe yeah. it was the act of like switching was also like oh yay but also yeah. but you, you you were hoping staying in grandma body was gonna like work out for you and it didn't and it's well, time it's to like, give uh, relinquish someone that just what, what was like interested in her and her trees which yeah. was what he was yeah but like well, he came with the like promise of other things so much that she didn't see it until mm-hmm. he was like well and that idea too of like well yeah she was focused on her trees of course she didn't look up and notice how yeah, how yeah. she's not looking she's at work she's not looking for it's like when you know again love happening when you least expect it it's like okay is that's what is that what's happening or is it that a bunch of people are like speaking different languages and then someone realizes that they're speaking a different language and learns your language also men don't bother women at work yeah <laughs> or in orchards don't try to be an old lady don't, don't flash yeah. them <laughs> like, like i mean good. no means no and like this, let her be this like only works in mythology <laughs> <laughs> mythology is where i would tolerate such tom tom foolery yeah. uh, but kim falconer brings up uh important points again that the vertex is debated and again take all this with a grain of salt if you like the, if you like it, great. If not, don't fucking use it. You don't need it. Yeah. Uh, but um, she brings up like the when is the, when is the vertex important because it is so kind of like other focused and things outside of our control. Um, when you take notice of it is if there's anything transiting your vertex. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have meetings, just being aware of where it is and kind of watching um, like 
yeah, what, seeing if 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 something's going over it, then maybe be aware of it, or yeah. or kind of again as like a contextual thing, like thinking back of meetings with people, noticing those patterns if they have any correlation, which probably again ha- also correlates with a transit, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, um, and then also looking for um, your how your vertex changes based on your location. If you are like in a new place doing a relocated chart for that sometimes your vertex will change so like if you're moving somewhere and you're interested in and you're looking for a job maybe finding where your relocated vertex is might be give you an idea of like should you go do one of those painting wine things or should you go like ask your ask your significant other like uh like ask someone from that you know who set you up like oh do you where do you hang out yeah those kinds so ideas of like maybe where to look for faded quote-unquote faded opportunities right but just kind of that like other guidance yeah huh and also i don't know if like i'm just reiterating to make clear your vertex and anti-vertex it's always going to be the opposite polarity just to yes. like if that wasn't clear just heads up heads up um so it's easy to know like once you know your vertex which it was hard to f- finding it was hard like i had to find a whole new calculator online so just a heads up I'll, if i remember bug me online I'll, I'll put a link so you can like put manual pull up if you're not finding where did you were y'all's and yours yeah Astro. Astro. Com has them. Uh, i didn't have it in mine but i went to like a separate just vertex only oh yeah you have to go at it it's additional objects yeah. when you're um, doing extended chart selection um you can't they're down by word the same place where you put in the asteroids yeah. or other uh theoretical points yeah but yeah, because it is such a like, again, like other people chart. We'll go through. We'll go through different signs. Um, because something else that Lynn Corner brought up that I liked was that idea, which also like read. We'll put the links to these ones because I have them and will remember for this one. <laughs> um, but I liked her idea. Read all of these uh, these source material things. Um, but I liked her idea of kind of like your vertex being the sign that it's in will be kind of like the way that you show up for other people to, or will be kind of forced or fated to show up for someone. So like, uh, like in a crisis or in something that again, it's like, uh, you know, I, I feel like I've been hearing stories of people doing kind of heroic, like, a friend of ours recently was like leaving the pool and then did CPR on oh, a stranger yeah. in a parking lot. Whoa. Like happened to again, like uh, a happened to be in the right place, which to me is a very like vertexy thing where it's like, it's easy to be uh, kind of like imposter syndroming and be like, Oh, I'm not good at this thing or blah, blah, blah. But if there's, if you took a CPR class and then all of a sudden there's someone having a, not breathing it's like yeah who care i don't care if you feel like an imposter go do your cpr like you know how to do cpr don't be this isn't a time to be like it's the time yeah this is the time to to try and do it uh and again it's like a lot of times i think with things like that it like gets us out of our head because we're in a there's someone else's life at stake whatever that means yeah i don't know if it's true but in the office they Say you do the CPR to the BG staying alive. Yep. Well, I think it is from yeah. CPR classes. Like you go like, ah, 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 and then you blow. Staying alive. Oh, wow. It really is. kind of sad to do while you're like trying to keep someone alive. But, uh, but it probably keeps your mind. I think 
on several things because it's like if you're counting you can like Mess speed up. it up yeah. more or you can be like oh is it on two or this but like singing and i think it probably also distracts your mind a little so it just keeps you more even keeled and like the idea of like what counting i think can speed people up faster uh, do, do, no i'm just wondering if like the bgs had like a deal with like the american <laughs> the heart hell yeah the red cross <laughs> that's like listen it's gonna be in their brains forever so let's just like team up secret ro- like if you play it backwards it's like this message brought to you by <laughs> the, so the american red cross what if they didn't what if the bgs got hired to write that song by the red cross yeah like, like doing a, cpr la, 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 la. Industry, like not a c i don't mean a version they were like we want to get it in people's heads we're trying but to I don't like know if it was back then like i don't know if people thought of it yeah i was gonna no, say i'm just true. hearing this now so i guess it fiji's you really dropped thank the ball you. on that uh, career of yours. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that idea. Um, do we, do we want to go through the four houses or the signs? Uh, let's go through. Let's go through houses. Okay. Yeah, and go through. Go signs, through your own signs. Um, the one we were just on astrologystudy.blogspot.com has a one sentence. Um, Description for each axis. So we could do those because those will be real fast. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Do you want me to do the science? Yes. Aries Libra uh, issues between personal will and sharing. Taurus Scorpio may be about security versus risk. Gemini Sagittarius could be knowledge versus vision. Cancer Capricorn is about protection versus enterprise. Leo Aquarius is self-expression versus group participation. And Virgo Pisces would be structured boundaries versus limitless longing. Ugh. All right. How come astrology just knows how to like hit like the goosebump core in me every t- It's like, it's like the two keywords that like just apply to whatever it is in your life. And you just go, Ugh. you just like, like it's these things I've been repressing away or think that's not a big deal. And then it's just like, just kidding like twist the knife a little more well, but it's good but it's a good twist it's a no like yes be remind let's be more thoughtful remind me aware we're not done with our self-improvement we're not done with any of this shit ever i think that's why it's like again i don't know how a like useful how effective using a vertex is in any kind of predictive work or whatever but i do think like even if it's just as like a journal prompt, right? This idea of like looking where it is and being like, oh, do I have any? Does anything come up for me when I hear these keywords? Right. When I'm thinking about that, and can I? Oh, this is where I have a thing. Can I look back and learn anything from any life experiences that I notice have this through line, or do I notice anything that has this through line? Totally. Maybe you don't, and then it's like fuck a vertex mm-hmm. who cares no but, i mean i looked at mine and i was like i don't have any problem with sharing and then i was like oh yeah i do i give like way too much <laughs> it's like oh the problem isn't with sharing it's it, with personal w- oh got it the, like the other sharing yeah, yeah, the yeah. other sharing <laughs> yes um so let's go through the uh house access as well um in the fifth 11th house access this could be a uh, and this is from the same website. Uh, this could be a propensity towards experiencing fateful romantic or creative encounters. Uh, that's fifth house through contacts with friends or groups. So again, this isn't like uh, necessarily even a like, oh, this is 
bad, good, or you have prop lacking or not lacking. This is another thing where it's like, this could feel where, like Lisa said, everything goes wrong. And at this, and also sometimes this is where like these two forces combine to create an even more powerful faded thing. Like this is where the, the opposites meet, like attract and meet in the middle. And you find that perfect balance of the thing, like how everything conspires to work good. So also if you want to dig really deep into which house your vertex is in the astrocodex.com has like 10 paragraphs on each house. So you can go on there and find like really deep, deep dive real, real deep. I know I'm doing a night baby. I know. Right. Fifth and 11th house. We just did that. Uh, sixth and 12th house access. This could be, uh, a turn. The turning point or spin out could affect our day today living or our link between psyche and soma uh through contact with those in helping professions those less fortunate or through dreams and creative fantasies that's Mm -hmm. the 12th house uh in seventh and first house access sudden epiphanies could radically affect socially significant partnerships through an experience of projecting ourselves out into the world so that's for you know seventh yeah and first Uh, And then the eighth and second house access destiny may arrive in the form of an erotic encounter or intense research perpetrated by a desire for pleasure, security or peace. That's the second house. So again, it's like that. The thing that you are seeking, like fate comes to you through a person, a desire of your personal thing. So it's either like a need, uh, you know, again, it's like if it's in the sixth house, you know, volunteering is going to teach you something about yourself or volunteer at a volunteer place is where you're going to meet the love of your life or whatever. Like it does say that it doesn't, um, six house vertex doesn't imply sexual relations with yeah. coworkers, but I love yeah. personal experience. will say that maybe it does. Dang. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also vertex does not have to be. Yeah. It doesn't always have my to be. My boyfriend and I work together, by the way, let's not fucking make any, yeah. let's don't not at anyone. <laughs> but vertex things don't even need to be relationship based. They are like of outside yeah. forces based. But again, this could just be kind of a thing where maybe, maybe you have a very, and this doesn't mean that you don't have a good relationship or you don't have good relationships, but maybe all of your kind of like really th- things that feel really faded and destined are through your work mm-hmm. or through your creative processes. Maybe you are like someone who is an artist that is uh, in, intensely inspired when they do specific, you know, things or whatever, but just those things that feel like they are outside forces yeah. conspiring around you, Shakespearean and all of those kinds of things, which I love a story. So I do, I do like this idea, but if you don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I was saying, like it, it can only tap into something like that was unknown or like it might just be played into more, you know, planets or placements or things that you already have. So it might feel like maybe redundant. But I think thinking of the themes of the vertex is where no matter which way you go, it's going to at least guide you into like a new train of thought or thinking or not. I guess like, I'll just back up and go or not. But it could. It could. Well, yeah, I think it's again- worth playing with once, I think. And then you'll know. Yeah. Look at it. There's no harm, play, but play I play with your vertex. Everybody, hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, I think all of the all of the reading too is kind of like don't what it, definitely don't 
think that this is like a magic, you know, right. this is yeah. going to solve. Some, some of the stuff's pretty heavy. Like, yeah. Weird. So. But they're like, it, this isn't like to be overemphasized. This is just more of a, again, like there's a reason why this axis is like the inside of the chart because it's like, yeah, most people don't ever like cut open a person's head and study <laughs> the brain because the, like that's, a, that's very esoteric. You don't teach, right. you don't teach a little kid you teach them like eyes, ears, mouth, nose. You don't even teach them like, Brain. Uh, like, or even like eye, parts of the eye, like mm-hmm. in the, in the layers of this diagram, like this is very it's inside a, baseball. Yeah. Extra credit. It's extra credit. Um, yeah, but, but it's fun. Extra. But, I mean, this is what's astrology. There's so many like bits and pieces. And I feel like if we didn't have this podcast, I would never really like, I'd like maybe like read a quick sentence about it, but never go like in in depth of something that's so extra. So it's like it's just fun. Maybe reading about the vertex will be a vertex like gateway totally. to something else that you actually do really like about astrology or do find interesting or is helpful. I mean, this made me want to like go back and either like find new material or whatever with like notes. I feel like it just reminds you like these important parts of like nodes and icy like all those things that have like that are just the like accesses. the accesses yeah. and just like but also in this like karmic pat i mean i love past life things like just those I, I don't know like inherited uh life sort of thing like generational like trauma and love and all that it's just very like beautiful and poetic so it's like what's not what's not to like yeah well we hope you liked this episode and thank you for listening we'll see you next week bye bye, bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.